Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am Eric Von Hessler, but luckily for you and for me, I'm not alone. J. Patrick Best is here. Hello. He is an entrepreneur, a publisher, and an all-around great guy. Thank you. Uh, English Nick is here. His deal is, his name is Nick, but he's not from this country, English Nick. Good day, sir. And Autumn Fisher is with us. Autumn? Hello. Very good. So what we do every week at this time, we get together and we start off with a little something called... Headlines of the Week. And usually... It's uh, Jared Yamamoto, the handsomest producer in Producery, who would be presenting these headlines, but I don't know where he went. He's off to Vegas or some kind of place like that, where the young kids go. Yeah, he's doing the Halloween. He could be J-Rad. Yes. J-Rad will come out in (laughs) Vegas doing the Halloween thing. Yeah, he's got a friend who moved to L.A. for work. Oh, so it's not Vegas, it's Los Angeles. He's flown to Los Angeles, then they're going to drive through the Mojave. I see. To Vegas. And, we uh, may never see him again. The, if we do see him, I'm <laughs> Did sure. Did you call him J Rab? No, J Rad is. Oh, his, that's all that. That's his alter <laughs> ego. That's his the alter. desert and all that got to me. That is where he becomes a, an annoying alcohol laden <laughs> millennial, and then he's called J Rad. But we have J Patrick Best to hit us with the headlines of the week. All right, I know you're going to be surprised by this. The Republican National Committee has suspended its partnership with NBC News for the February debate. Yeah, it's interesting. Now, this this obviously comes from the way they were treated by the CNBC debate right. uh, this last week. And it, was, well, it wasn't going to be an actual NBC debate, but NBC owns, I believe it's Telemundo? Yes. And it was going to be a, 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 a I don't know about Spanish language, but a Telemundo debate. And, boy, if you saw the point of view coming <laughs> from the CNBC moderators, you can only imagine what Donald Trump was going to get from the Telemundo uh, <laughs> moderators. So, I mean, if you didn't see this debate, and a lot of people didn't see the CNBC debate, and I can understand why. The right. World Series was on, it was Game 2, and Game 1 was, quite frankly, one of the greatest baseball games I've ever seen. It was so, a long one, right? It was a long one, but it was fantastic, and so I understand why a lot of people maybe didn't see uh, the, uh, the, the Republican debate on CNBC. It was uh, the worst debate in the history of debates. <laughs> Any debate. I mean, presidential, vice presidential, Nixon, Kennedy, all the way through to what we had last time around. It was beyond belief. Before you get to the moderators who came with an axe to grind against the Republicans, uh, it was worse than that. The lighting was horrible. The sound was horrible. It was not ready for prime time. It was They were just not ready to step up to this level. So you had a level of incompetence before you even got into the grilling. You know, really, the moderator, uh, the main moderator, John Harwood, they were all terrible. But this guy is is a known leftist, which is fine. Many liberals are able to be moderators mm-hmm. for Republican debates, and they understand their job is to moderate 
and not get their ideas across. But John Harwood showed up and decided that he and the other moderators were, in effect, the loyal opposition. It was right. their job to make sure that these Republicans didn't just have a big, you know, had the microphone wide open for themselves. I mean, why should they? After all, it's the Republican debate. Right. So they, I will just give you four in a row of just this John Harwood in case you're hearing all these sound bites. Most of the sound bites this week are of candidates responding to these moderators mm-hmm. and having great nights for it. But if you didn't see the debate, this guy, John Harwood, who, by the way, didn't crack a smile once in this debate. I mean, this guy came loaded for bear. He had a mission, and all of his questions were, were just uh, were just loaded. That, I mean, Governor, if that's true, why was our economy limping uh, uh, six years ago, and now it's the strongest in the world? Does that sound like a moderator? Wow. Or does that sound like that somebody completely objective. who is a candidate a- answering a question? Here's, uh, here's another example. Promising to build a wall and make another country pay for it right send 11 million people out of the country cut taxes 10 trillion dollars without increasing the deficit right and make americans better off because your greatness would replace the stupidity and incompetence of others that's right let's be honest (laughs) is this a comic book version of a presidential campaign somebody spot a question in there i guess the thing at the end the snarky thing at the end could be a question of some kind. Let me continue here. This is uh, the great uh, John Harwood. Once again. I talked to economic advisors who have served presidents of both parties. They said that you have as much chance of cutting taxes that much without increasing the deficit as you would of flying away from that podium by flapping your arms around. Well, that sounds like an objective person who's just moderating a debate without an opinion of his own to get on the table. What should we do? What we should do is to be investing in all types of energy, John. All types of energy. And I've laid out... In a- government? No, John. John, do you want me to answer? You want to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I got to tell you the truth. Even in New Jersey, what you're doing is called rude. So... uh, Completely lost the crowd. And, and, And for good reason. I mean, look. You expect tough questions. There's nothing wrong with tough questions. But there's a big difference between tough questions and a completely hostile attitude outright hostility which is what these moderators brought and uh becky quick who was one of the other moderators the other one was carl quintania i have difficulty saying his name i've seen these people i watch cnbc i've never really disliked uh becky and carl you know i I assume they were somewhat left of center but uh carl is not getting any fallout because john harwood was so over the top Mm -hmm. but carl was arguing back and forth with Ted Cruz, really in the period where Cruz had his uh, his greatest moment, which, by the way, this was one of the greatest moments in debate history. The questions that have been asked so far in this debate illustrate why the American people don't trust the media. This is not a cage match. And you look at the questions, Donald Trump, are you a comic book villain? Ben Carson, can you do math? John Kasich, will you insult two people over here? Marco Rubio, why don't you resign? Jeb Bush, why have your numbers fallen? How about talking about the substantive issues people care about? Now, it was over the top in that particular debate. 
uh, the things that he's talking about actually apply to all of these debates so far mm-hmm. without the uh, the hostility that these moderators brought. There's a lot about these debates that I don't like, and m- the other debates as well. They like sort of getting the candidates upset with each other and going after mm-hmm. each other. You know, it's really not the job of a debate. That's not the mission of a debate. A debate, you want to set the table so that the candidates can debate right. with one another and, uh, and and give their answers. And then right. you know what? You have to trust as a moderator who was well-educated, who knows what's right for the country, you have to do the thing that reporters just can't stand. You then have to allow the American people to decide uh-huh. whether they accept the answer, whether they think that was a full answer, whether they think that was a correct answer. But uh, these reporters from the left actually see themselves guarding the guardians of the gate, you know, because mm. the American people are not as smart as we are. <laughs> right, they didn't. They didn't go to the Columbia School of Journalism, and they don't really understand the context of this stuff. So they could hear someone like a Donald Trump and be totally bowled sure. over by him. So we have to level the playing field. So you had a situation where the moderators were debating the top ten candidates for the Republican nomination. Oh, crazy. And I will say that uh, even on the left, Washington Post. I consider AP and Reuters the left. New York Times, there was a lot of criticism. CNBC got a lot of criticism for this debate. And uh, now you've got the RNC basically saying, we're not going to play ball with NBC. And you can't blame them. Now, I'm sure something's going to get worked out. That thing isn't until February. And I wouldn't be surprised if they work something out before they get there. But you know what? You have to give uh, Republicans at least some credit they're willing to go into hostile territory and debate. Right. Nobody talks about this because there's a lot of blowback from from some liberal media that uh, the Republicans are whining or it was a big setup. But the fact that no one talks about is for the last two cycles, at least, the Democrats have refused to do any debates on Fox. Any. I never knew that. No, they don't wow, debate right. on Fox. Wow. So, uh, of course, there's not going to be pushback for that because they just don't do it. Give it to the Republicans. CNN is not totally in favor of Republicans by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But M- NBC has MSNBC as part of their you know, media empire. And Republicans gladly go into these places. But you, uh, you know, look, all of the most of these moderators are going to vote for d- Democrats. That's understood. But there are... Anderson Cooper tried to do a debate properly. I don't have any doubt that Anderson Cooper is going to vote for Hillary Clinton. I could be wrong, but you could see that he took the process seriously and felt that he was a bit of a conduit between the candidates and the nation and took the job responsibly. You can then say he was good at this or bad at that, but the attitude that these people brought to the debate was just, you know, I've never seen anything like it. I've been watching debates since I was, you know, I don't know, 16 years old. I've never seen anything like it. There were also, go ahead. It is a shame, though, because if you're not, if you're not like uh, used to these candidates and you really are trying to form your own opinion of what's going on with them, the, 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 your opinion is going to be changed now because of, uh, because of the way that they speak to them. Nope. True. But I think, I think some of the media, uh, I think some of the firestorm after it maybe made CNBC look worse. So I don't know where you are if you're 27 years old and you're looking into the story. Well, I don't know if you're getting that the candidates were bad or the moderators are bad or the whole thing was just a train wreck, which is what an awful lot of people believe. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was just a train wreck. I think a lot of young wreck. people think they deserve it. 
I think that's the, well, right? Yeah, they could. Like, oh, that was funny. Like, oh, he really yeah. got him. That's, right. And that's the difference is when it, when it comes to the Republicans, it almost seems like the moderators are always sort of these. Uh, we're going to speak truth to power, people. Uh, Cruz had another part where he sort of points this out about the other debate. The contrast with the Democratic debate, where every fawning question from the media was, "Which of you is more handsome and wise?" <laughs> <laughs> so this is and the question about clear. the dead limit, which you, you have thirty seconds left to answer. Should you choose to do so that was carl you know yeah. being snarky and going back and this 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 guy actually got into back and forths right. with 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 uh, with these candidates which is just just really outrageous from the point of view of being a moderator and when did we start having multiple moderators i think that was just why, one, why just was one that? guy it's jim layer is it's, enough it's been that way <laughs> it's been the multiple moderator thing has been happening Let over the last few well, cycles we have like 30 candidates up there well that's some of the trouble too i mean yeah. a yeah. lot of the rnc is also reacting to the candidates themselves who over this weekend began talking having their uh, their campaigns talk to one another about actually kind of going rogue mm-hmm. and and making demands on the rnc and saying look we want these debates to change we want more time we mm-hmm. want two actual minutes is is that crazy? <laughs> we, we want, right. We're running we want, for president. You know that, right? We want two minutes to be able to explain our what it is that we want on these things. And so the RNC actually not only had to react to the to NBC and CNBC, they had to react to their own candidates mm-hmm. who are almost ready to go do their own tour, <laughs> their own debate tour with with their own rules, which uh, you know might not be a bad thing and save money. Just go around the country and debate each other everywhere. Why not? I mean, it's better than a lot of this other stuff they do. Freeform. Freeform. Hey, I don't even think there was a moderator in the Lincoln-Douglas debates, and those things went on for like four hours. There was no oh, te- but things were so much more civilized yeah, back then. Also, I don't know about being civilized, but there was no television, there was no Nintendo, there was no PlayStation. Right. What are you going to do on a yeah. summer's day but sit around and watch uh, two people debate the issues for four hours? All right, when we return, we will try to squeeze in a couple more headlines of the week. Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. WSB's Kirk Mellis is predicting a high around 66, and that only translates into a three what? on the Mellish meter. Look, don't let it get you down. It's only one day. We can get through this. We can get through this. But in fact, it's going to be a three on the Mellish meter. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, so just very quickly before we get to another headline there, Jay Patrick, yep, yep. Um, more on this debate because there's so much to go over. So we already dealt with the CNBC moderators and their nonsense. A uh, very awkward moment from the debate for me, I thought just kind of strange, was when uh, the Jeb Bush said, gave a, wanted to give warm kisses. You find a Democrat that's for cutting taxes, t- cutting spending $10, I'll give him a warm kiss. Thank you, Governor. What? What? <laughs> Why a warm kiss? I'll give him a hug. I just a warm kiss. There's something or like about like a, a sloppy kiss. Or yeah, something. Well, even that would mm. would creep me out. I think a no, nice. No, that makes sense. Uh, a warm kiss. Yeah, Every what, kiss is warm. That's yeah, true. What is I'm gonna blow warm? in their ear. I'm, I, I will blow in their ear. Something that's uh, no, that would be creepy <laughs> as well. Some, sometimes, oh, just me. That's sometimes me. Jeff just says strange things, and I don't even know why he's still in the race. I gotta be he's honest. He's thinking with about you. Supergirl. Yeah, he's thinking about how hot Supergirl is. Apparently, I want to give her a warm uh, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> another another uh, moment that I actually liked from the debate. I thought I feel bad for Carly Fiorina because I think she had another great debate, but she didn't really have any moment where she sparred with the media, so she didn't get a lot of play after the debate because that was the whole narrative. But she had a moment where she 
and here again, the CNBC moderator can't believe what she's talking about. He's, she's talking about t- changing the tax structure so that the whole tax uh, structure is only mm-hmm. three pages long. It's something like 73,000 pages now. Right. You want to bring the 70,000 pages to three? That's right, three pages. Is that you using really three? small type? Again, the snarkiness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you didn't go to Columbia School of Journalism, did you? Are you going to use small type? What do you know about the government? You're going to do something like that. Yeah. You want to bring the 70,000 pages to three? That's right. Three pages. Is that you using really three? small type? No. You know why three? Because only if it's about three pages are you leveling the playing field between the big, the powerful, the wealthy, and the well-connected who can hire the armies of lawyers and accountants and, yes, lobbyists to help them navigate their way through 73,000 pages. <clears throat> Three pages is about the maximum that a single business owner or a farmer or just a couple can understand without hiring somebody. Almost 60% of American people now need to hire an expert to understand their taxes. So, yes. Why, why, why laugh at that? Right. Th- that is a great idea. And she brings it down to, hey, you moron, yeah. uh, you elitist moron, because regular people don't want to ha- don't have the ability to deal with this tax system the way that it is now that was a genuine great idea and the fact is most people in power in this country are like that CNBC moderator and and think and just laugh at ideas like this that we could actually get all of our tax rules on three pages you bet you we could but yeah. we'd have to have an incredibly simplified system and we'd have to remove almost all of the loopholes all of the corporate welfare all the personal welfare and basically say you made this much you owe this much get a calculator figure it out and send it in oh you you could never do that you know i, you know, I really ahead. liked what she said there and Absolutely. i think it was because i was only listening to it and i wasn't you know, laughing at that guy's funny, hilarious oh, joke yes. about that. And that's page. another thing. I, I got, we we got to wrap this up, but I mean, the Twitter feed on the bottom. I don't want to watch uh, comedians with their snarky nonsense. Right. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Welcome back. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. This week in the Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution, you'll read a story about an investigation that reveals lawmakers diverting nearly $50 million in your tax dollars for their special projects. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hester. That's J. Patrick Best. That's English Nick. This is Autumn Fisher, and it's time for her to present stories called... What the... What the... What the... Seriously, what the... WTF. What the fudge. Ooh, you almost said it. <laughs> I almost said it, Autumn. Give us some stories from WTF. It's not the most original name for a segment. <laughs> I see WTF everywhere, I, and I recognize that. Uh, don't think that I think it's the most original name for a segment, but uh, it gets the idea across. Let's so. put hashtag in front of it and oh, make it very current. It will be current, and people will think I'm a millennial, and we'll go right to the moon as far as success goes. I, like I love my segment. I like it. <laughs> hashtag WTF, and mm-hmm. it's really uh, trending on Twitter right now. <laughs> Which makes me like great. And yeah, I put that on my resume. All right, like, give me a WTF story, Autumn. <laughs> okay, I guess I feel like it, so I'll do it. 
hot dogs and bacon and other processed meats uh, are supposed to give you cancer. They're not says, supposed to. They weren't given the mission to do that. Apparently, they do that. <laughs> I told you so. I told you to go give people cancer, Mr. Hot Dog. No, bacon. See, you see Jay Patrick over there. He's he's jumping up and down because a couple of years ago, he went vegetarian. Yes. And every time we go to lunch together, I really, really get on him for it because <laughs> it really limits. I'm not going to go vegetarian, even for one lunch. And so it really limits our ability to to actually eat at good places. Look, I get uh, made fun of by so many people that I care about. Mm-hmm. And this because so, of because the fact that I'm trying to like yeah, not but, get cancer. Okay, now is that the reason you did it from originally, or was it no, just like I, mean, I, more I like, had a problem with the way that the processing? Uh, oh, you you, you know, didn't like going. you saw a couple of those YouTube videos. That I saw you some out, of that, and yep. you said I don't want to be a part of that anymore. I understand all of that. I, I think that makes total sense. Uh, sure, yep. it does. That's why I don't watch those things. Look, I know they say they say. <laughs> It's funny that they say about Washington, D.C., about laws. You don't want to see sausage being made. I really don't want to see sausage being made because it's disgusting, and I know that. And by the time I see it, I want it to have nice uh, packaging with art graphics on it that make me feel really good about eating it. With smiling pigs. Smiling pigs. Like a pig is smiling at the processing Happy chickens. Happy chickens. That's a different thing. Like uh, seeing how a cow is, you know, dismembered and like taken Rendered. apart. Maybe that's gross, but its living conditions are yeah. so horrific. Horrible. Yes, I look. That's I, the thing that's the problem. Well, here's the thing, though. But I'm going to keep on eating steak, and I know that about myself. So yeah, but you can. There are places where let you can me get tell ethically you. So, yeah, kill, ethically yep. lived cows. Oh, or whatever like ethically it is. lived. They still kill them in the end. I don't get this that's idea. Fine, but they oh. should be like happy. They're free range. They're happy until we kill them and eat them. I don't get sure. that whole point of view. By the way. Cows are some of the dumbest things that have ever walked the planet. Uh, Dumb wow. things can be. You happy. can see the way I'm looking at Eric right now. Uh, yes, he's, <laughs> he's 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 thinking twice about friendship. I'm thinking well, about killing him, and <laughs> hopefully you wouldn't just waste my body. You'd make a good meal out of it. But right. So uh, you know, I for me, I know what it is, and 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 I don't want to see it now. With uh, as far as hot dogs causing cancer, these studies sometimes I don't know. The World Health Organization they have political motives. Let's just say this: moderation in all things. Uh-huh. If you're going to have three hot dogs a day for every day, it's probably going to pile up. If you have a hot dog a month, it probably isn't. You know, it's just like when Tom Brady went after some soft drinks and some cereals, some sugared cereals, mm-hmm. called them poison that we're giving to our kids. I understood his point of view, and maybe I'm glad somebody said it because our kids probably are having too much of this stuff. But again, moderation in all things. Have well, a hot you know, dog. You know, this is all just a conspiracy. Oh, that guy's got conspiracy Carla's here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the conspiracy against the meat manufacturers or what? That's right. You know, they just came out just in time for the holidays and they're going to lower the price of the meat before everybody starts buying it. Well, thank you, Conspiracy Carla. Maybe the cow... The reason why they sell cheese, you know why cheese is on the WIT program, is because it affects your fertility. (laughs) Okay, so they're trying to have less poor children. Carla, when was the last time you left your trailer? Yeah. When was the last time? Do you travel much, Carla? Oh, no, I don't travel too much. You know, them systems of the roads, they're different ways they're trying to get. Uh, I don't need the road to tell me where to go. I get that. I get that. You'll decide where to go because you're a free person, right? You don't That's right. The road's trying to get me to go to a path down righteousness where I don't feel like it to be justified, and then I'm going to go down this way, and I get arrested, and I just don't see what's the point. Moderation at all things. Next story. <laughs> <laughs> by car by conspiracy Carla she just left my closet. Uh, she did. She walked right out of your closet. Bye-bye.
<laughs> Justin Bieber quit a concert because no one would listen to him. Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is great. This is great. He uh, he he's in he Oslo. Is he in right? Norway? He spilled something on stage. He was trying to wipe it up, and people yeah. were in his way. And he was like, "Oh, he, he, guys." He had done one song. He had done one song. This was in in Norway, right? I believe. Or is am I, am I right about that? I think it was it was someplace like Norway. Yeah. He had done Denmark. like he, oh, one song. Same thing. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there were Vikings about. <laughs> uh, he he did one song and he was trying to clean something up and I don't know what the kid's going through. I think he walked out of a radio interview a few days ago as well. And uh, so to me this is hilarious. Hey, what are you doing? You gotta yeah, this is really loud. Hey, what are you doing? Stop it. Come on, I said stop it. Yo, what are you doing? Come on. Guys, yo, listen to me. Are you listening? And so then he bends down to wipe it up. And then just like somebody in the tiff says, well, I'm not taking this anymore. Hey, I'm trying to wipe the floor. Give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, never mind. I'm, I'm done. I'm not doing the show. Oh my goodness! You hear that? I don't know. I don't know if uh, the guy from the film Halloween walked in at the end, but there was a <laughs> very loud scream. Michael Myers came in and, and stabbed Justin Bieber. But apparently that was it. He didn't come back. I mean, Can he I? just like a kid. He went back and he pouted. And uh, I don't know what's going on with this guy. He's trying. He keeps saying that I'm trying to become mature, but it's a struggle. Eric, you've he, been he, a, he, you've been around rock stars, and so have he, I. How many rock stars do you know that actually bend down? That's what roadies are for. Yeah, I that's don't what, what assistants are for. You don't waste your time. You get on with the show. Yeah, you're you're, you're singing and you just start pointing at a spot yes. on the floor, and the nine hundred people who work for Justin Bieber, <laughs> one of them can grab a towel and go out and clean it. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand that. Even in the NBA, there's a guy with a towel yeah. because there's so much sweat. He just goes out there and he cleans the floor all the time. I have no idea why Justin Bieber felt maybe it's a good thing. Maybe he's going through this phase where you know my servants don't. I'll take care of it. I can work too, you know. I think it's That's more likely that he was on meth and he yeah, just wanted to do something. There's a <laughs> <laughs> yes, Otto, we've stepped on you a couple times. You want to say? That's all right. I was going to say he thinks, you know, get being more mature is to get more tattoos and to like yeah. take pictures of himself in his underwear. Mm -hmm. But his voice is still so like tiny little boy. But I, what I like, and I'll play this again. The first part is it's a kid. So he's 24 now or 23 or 21. something. 21. No, he's 22 at least. He's been around. Well, I think he is 21. Okay, let's say he's 21 years old. But he. <laughs> now has gotten to the age where for the first time 14 year olds annoy him <laughs> because hey, what are you doing stop it come on I said stop it come in the room come on <laughs> guys yo listen to me oh, what am I gonna do to get some 30 year old fans I can't handle these 14 year olds anymore I'm trying to wipe up this water <laughs> guys I just want to sing I just want to sing and dance you guys are so annoying <laughs> sing and dance right Justin you just need to I, I just want to sing oh, and the God. fans won't let me <laughs> going home are you going home you're not really going home Justin right. you're going home surely you're going to come back on stage everybody in the crowd paid money to see you <laughs> oh my God. I hate you I hate you I hate you <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love it when the 21 year old realizes that he's annoyed with the 14 year old hey, what are you doing stop it come on whoa yo Oh. Yo, listen Yo. to me. Are you listening? It's, 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 that's something his mom said to him right. when he was 12 think years about old. Those, think about those pictures he took with that model and uh -huh. the, for, the, for Calvin Klein and how tough he was. That's right, yeah. But and then also, he's like, 
Let's Please, not, uh, try and do it. Uh. Speaking of models, let's not forget those pictures that were that were that were, were leaked out. That uh, you know, he's he is he's a man. I can tell you that. After those uh, after those pictures got out, he's 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 a man, and oh, he's big deal. Well, but I I don't expect him to sound like this. What are you doing? Stop it! Come on! I Come said on! Stop it. Yo, what are you doing? Yo, yo. That's what he says to his girlfriend too. Yo, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yo, I said stop it. No, stop. Mm. It's time to watch Fallon. Leave me alone. You know what? This is done. I'm done. I'm done. It sounds, I'm out of here. It sounds like me when I'm when I'm like when my granddaughter's throwing like ravioli off of the uh yeah. That's Jay Patrick. It's me with his granddaughter. We have time for another story? Yes. Okay, let's hit it. I love it. There's a human Barbie, apparently. First, Okay, first of all, there's yes. a human Barbie. The human Barbie, if you don't know, is this woman from Europe, I think, who has gone through all these surgeries, and I think she had ribs removed and everything to look just like a Barbie. Wow. Valeria mm-hmm. Lukinalvala. You may know me as the human Barbie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's easier. Yeah, well, I am your, I am Valeria human Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new song. It's called... Jack your Barbie. Yeah, I don't quite get this. So she has a pop song that she's got out there, and here's a little bit of that. Oh, sorry, her voice is so small. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that she's the next Bob Dylan. No. Not a lyrical genius. I had no idea that she was going to drop the beat right there. What a surprise. Yeah, well, right. she's uh, she's an original, no doubt, this human Barbie. <laughs> what is that, human Barbie? Lay across my big <laughs> I'm not sure I know what you said, but I here, enjoy... Here comes the story of the hurricane. <laughs> she's the human... And the authorities came to blame... It's human Barbie Dylan. Please continue. Something that he never done. Put in a prison cell, but one time could have been the champion of the world. She sounds very close to Yoko Ono. Fantastic. The human Barbie Dylan. I absolutely love it. All right. Well, we're going to have to take a little bit of a break here when we come back. Work on Maggie's farm. (laughs) Where you're not going to work, human Barbie Dylan? Maggie's farm. (laughs) When we return, we'll try to squeeze another WTF story or two in if we can. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. WSB's Kirk Mellish is predicting, and I don't know if you follow this guy's work, but he's very good at the predictions. Mm-hmm. He's predicting a high around 66, and hold on to something, because I don't want people to get too depressed. You hear about this seasonal disorder that happens as we go through the fall into the winter, but uh, this is only going to be a three on the Mellish meter. Be strong, people. Be strong. We can get through this. We did gain an hour this morning. So well, that's true. There you go. And but another hour of a three on the Mellish meter. Yeah. I don't know if I want it. This weather report brought to you by <laughs> Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Jay Patrick Best. That's English Nick. And Autumn Fisher, I think, is going to try to squeeze another WTF story in here. Sure. So a former Chicago Bears defensive lineman, Jeremiah Ratliff, 
made death threats and claimed to be the devil. Yeah, oh, yeah, he showed up at uh, Bears uh, <laughs> in, I don't know, headquarters or where right. they all are. When they're not playing football and they're practicing, Bears, what do, you, what do football teams call their places of work? Well, anyway, it's, it's the place he works. You say former, former Stadium? because he showed, <laughs> no, he showed up like this. And uh, facilities, facilities is the word I was looking for. Yeah. The Bears ah. facility, uh, facilities. He showed up. He was, he's a former because he was fired because of his behavior. And it says in the story, I read the story, that uh, he showed up not, a, not ready to practice. Uh-huh. Okay. And that says to me he was either really drunk or he was really high or some kind of mixture of the two. Or he was a demon. He may, you know, <laughs> we, 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 do, we do make fun of these people, and yeah. they say, well, I'm the devil, and they, maybe they are. Right. Perhaps he was just being honest. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to give us a heads up. <laughs> That's right. I just so, have this insane <laughs> vision in my head. <laughs> like a he big, pulls his helmet off. He's got horns. Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Hey, it's, it's an early Halloween costume. Look, put the helmet back on and get in there. And you know what? Tom, Brady, Tom Brady would still beat Beelzebub, yeah, strangely so. enough. <laughs> but uh, apparently, I don't think he did the, the devil thing until he came back, so he showed up and he just wasn't ready to go and they said go home and he ended up being fired once he found out that he was fired then he came back so they had to pick up some things and that's why he started freaking people with the out i feel like i, I want to kill everybody and i'm the devil then so he's taken off the grounds again they call the police and say look this dude's been here twice we think he's going to come back we think he's dangerous came back a third time i believe and so it sounds to me and i'm speculating here and i'm going to hold myself my feet to the fire on this one, but it sounds to me like he was having some kind of trip. You know, he yeah. showed up, he wasn't ready to go, he couldn't even comprehend what was going on. He leaves, he comes back, he's still in whatever state of mind he's in because this guy's a four time pro bowler. And you would think if he was mentally ill, people would have seen it before this point in his career. Uh, so that's you know, why. Do you know how uh, old he is? Well, I don't know exactly. You're the one who's supposed to be presenting the stories. You're like, well, I know, but we don't know how. I mean, it doesn't say his age. Yeah, I don't. He's a four-time pro bowler, so he's been in the league for a while. So I would imagine he's late twenties, uh, at well, least. I mean, so that's what I was going to say. That you know, some of this bipolar stuff comes up later in your 20s or no i don't think so i think it's either 19 to 20 or when Mm. you're 40s somewhere along those lines i think if it was mental they would have been noticed uh by now but hey we have got to stop talking about this because we're running out of time (laughs) and which is an outrage but not the only outrage in this world there's plenty of outrages and we're going to go to outrage corner with english nick when we return every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.